0: In therapy and in music, the baseline informs where we go to next. This is the show that examines the present state of music therapy and asks, where to from here? Welcome to Baselines with Joe Thompson. This podcast was made on the lands of the Darug people. At least once in every season of Baselines, I plan to release a bonus episode with an interview from a non-music therapist. Today's bonus episode is an interview with Tom Misson. Tom is a Hobart-based freelance composer and pianist with a Bachelor's of Music from the University of Tasmania and a Masters of Composition from the University of Melbourne. Tom has composed pieces for some of Australia's most notable musical ensembles, including the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Australian Youth Orchestra, Ensemble Offspring, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra. I approached Tom to be interviewed because of a commission he received in 2018 to compose a piece for the Hush Foundation. The Hush Foundation was established in the year 2000 by highly awarded and renowned physician Dr. Catherine Crock AM in response to her work with children undergoing painful medical procedures at the Royal Children's Hospital of Melbourne. Working alongside anaesthetists in the development of new pain relief systems for these young patients, Dr. Crock sought to reduce the stress and anxiety felt by patients, families and staff. Additional research was undertaken to transform the environment of the operating theatre and recovery rooms through the use of specially composed music from some of Australia's foremost musicians and composers. The music helps evoke a sense of calm and of optimism. Since then, the work of Hush has expanded to encompass the culture of the system itself and what can be done to improve the experience for patients, families and healthcare professionals. Tom and the Hush Foundation have kindly given permission for the recording of his commissioned piece, Glow, to be played at the end of this episode. Tom Misson, welcome to Baselines. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. So you were commissioned to write a piece for Hush, and I think there was a series of different experiences that you were engaged in as part of research and as part of engagement with the project generally. Can you talk us through what they were?
1: So actually, we, we started off with a we started off with a residency. Um, we're each assigned a mentor, so there were there were six um, sort of senior composers and six up and coming composers. Um, Maria Grenfell and I, who um, were we said so the Tasmanian contingency of this, we just we just went around talking to um, talking to patients and asking, you know, f- fairly directly, I guess, what they want. Um, what they want from their from the music and in the care environment and what they actually like um which was really which was really interesting i mean we 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 talked to them about all sorts of things you know their their hobbies and and that sort of thing and um yeah we, we met some really um remarkable uh remarkable people in there um it's, it's probably worthwhile mentioning at this juncture that. Um, this particular album had a focus on adolescent care, so we were mainly talking to people between the ages of um, twelve and eighteen.
0: Um, and then, I suppose, it progressed straight to the composition room um, to working on the scores.
1: Yeah, so we 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 did sort of start to hold ourselves away to compose the actual pieces from from that point, and we've been given a brief um, to write. Uh, three to five minutes of music uh, for the Australian Chamber Orchestra. Yeah, there were certain certain stipulations in there, like you know, should be sort of soothing, moderate tempo, that sort of thing. I mean, there, there were things that you know, I think if if the composers have their head screwed on straight, were were sort of pretty um, pretty obvious things, but really really important. I imagine that having the residency
0: would have given you a sense of what the music is for, um, which might have been a bit different to other compositional experiences that you've had where you still, I'm sure, have an end goal in mind, but you wouldn't necessarily have a, a goal for what you want the music to achieve.
1: Everyone had sort of slightly different needs, so I, I thought, well if I can if I can get some central ideas about what people what people need um, and, and 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 want. You know, in that particular, uh, in that particular um, hospital, just just what I saw in Hobart Private, um, in particular, was was what informed my approach.
0: Actually, you've touched on something pretty interesting there. That generally, the people who will be listening to this will be music therapists, as I am, and music therapists will work with a really specific audience, and that's the person right in front of them, and they'll cater the music really specifically to whoever those people are but you've got the total other end of the spectrum that while you got to meet people who would be sort of in the general class of the people listening to this sort of music um, you've got no idea whose ears you're bringing your music to who's going to take it in and so I guess it's the difference between a sniper and a shotgun Um, I wonder whether that factored into your thinking at
1: all (laughs) yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I just treated it as a sort of survey of um, what people's needs were uh, in that environment that could be catered to by by sound, <laughs> by music, um, and and what what um, what music tastes were out there because you know the Hush albums have a very particular sound to them. Yeah, they have a very particular sound to them, and I. Um, truth be told, I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't convinced that wasn't the best approach. It's just that I, I sort of wanted to. I wanted to really take a, a very different approach. Mm. Okay, let's come back to
0: that because that sounds really interesting. But um, <clears throat> earlier on, you were saying I want to go back to what you were saying a bit earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. That. You're trying to affect change with music, and that's something that music therapists are very, uh, very comfortable with. That they use music to bring some sort of change, whether that's um, change in skill level, or change in affect, or change in energy level, or something like that, perception. But that's um, that's probably not how you think most of the time, um, even though. It is basically what you do, changing someone's um, perception of reality at the point that they're listening to music. However, maybe not to such a targeted end. Uh, Was that something that felt different to you or did you feel like, yeah, you were just using the same skills that you always do?
1: Yeah, I I sort of – I think there is like a core – you know, there's like a fundamental drive that is the same. You have have an idea of – a very specific idea of what you want. Um but you know when when left to my own devices, um you know I still hope there is some sort of change or message that is really affecting to some it affecting to, to some people. so let's talk about the actual piece, yeah, um, so I ended up writing a piece called glow there was sort of there were a few different meanings. Uh, in that title and a few different ways that sort of plays out in the, in the music. So, you know, firstly, not very long afterwards, I, I took a drive down to South arm, uh, which for non-Taswegians is a, an uh, outer suburb, or a, I, I didn't even know if it's close enough to Hobart to be called a suburb. I mean, you can, you can probably walk far enough to get out of the suburbs here. Um, but um but yeah, there, at the time there was this bioluminescent um, uh, algae, I think it was, down at the the beach there. So I went down there to check it out, and I was just like, "Wow, that is so cool!" Um, and I, you know, I kind of heard a few, I guess heard a few sounds in my head that reminded me of like, if you were to make violin harmonics, which is sort of a a, a technique on Violin, which gets this kind of flat, uh, glassy kind of sound. Um, uh, yeah, if you were to make make that into a material, into like a, a kind of physical item in the world, um, I think that like for me, that had come pretty close to the mark. So I was hearing like violin harmonics in my head, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a that's something. <laughs> so, so I, so I stored that away, um, and um. You know, I was thinking, oh, it's sort of glowy, and you know, maybe I could call a piece glow. Is there, is there a reasonable excuse to call the piece glow? And then I thought, well, well, hang on. There's sort of this like, you could talk about inner light and inner strength, and and you could think about the fact that there's not much, um, there's there's not a whole lot of sunlight. I believe it was in the middle of the year when we did our our residency, so. There wasn't a whole lot of sunlight uh coming in the daylight. Daylight hours go pretty uh pretty uh they go pretty quick that time of year in, in Hobart. So yeah, so I sort of thought I'd I'd run with this idea of, of light and light where it's not expected and light in dark places and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you know, strings are like even even the lower strings like, you know, cello uh, are capable of, of doing these harmonics with these very like really high-pitched sounds that are really bright um, and shiny, glassy kind of sounds. It really struck
0: me as you were describing that, how you were simultaneously thinking about the, let's just say, therapeutic themes of light in dark places and and bringing kind of uh, optimism through the music, but also trying to make it relatable.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, makes, a lot of, that makes a lot of sense and... and- you mentioned that, you know, obviously in your field, um, you know, it's connecting with people on a personal level, but also a, a sort of, uh, you know, a neurological, uh, level uh, as as well. Um, and while, um, yeah, while I I may not have gone that, um, may not have gone that, uh, deep with it, I can you know I can definitely see the the parallel there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing
0: that even if you're not in the room with someone you can actually form a connection with them through the song the song can i mean we've all been in situations where a song has spoken to us in a more intimate way than you know our, our parent or our most loved one has
1: yeah no it's 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 interesting you should say that because i've always thought that like music um can connect with people in a really strange and uncanny ways um and and you know sometimes a a song or a piece of music can be um as if you'd you'd engineered yourself the perfect friend for you at that at that at that time and and there's there's sort of no um you know there's no one no one better to get through to you than than your favorite song or piece of music sometimes sometimes that's sometimes (laughs) sometimes we get irrational and upset and that's that's all you'll sort of uh listen to so i was i was very aware of that while writing and aware of the sort of uh responsibility and the potential that it could that it could have
0: yeah that's huge that's absolutely fascinating it's almost like the goal that you had was to be that perfect friend, even to a total stranger, which is something that you normally would never even dream of doing. But you had
1: half a shot at doing that in this project, which is pretty crazy. It was something I had in the back of my mind, though, to kind of drive me towards, you know, imposing uh, imposing restrictions on my work that, or, or um, you know, centering the goal of my work around... I guess generating at least some potential for that, you know, like if if it affects one, if it affects one person in that way, then that's already sort of uh, overachieving for me. So, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, that'd be a wonderful outcome. Do you know which hospitals it's being played at?
1: Um, I don't know which ones. I don't know which ones specifically. Um, But I mean, the the yeah, well, the the goal was the goal was to spread it far and wide there was there's always a big push when these albums are released to do that so um yeah i'm not actually sure
0: well you would be interested to know that um when i was working at the cancer care centers in wollongong and the Shoalhaven in Nara, people would often ask me nurses would often ask me for recommendations for music to play on the the wards particularly while people receiving chemotherapy and so i would generally refer them on to hush
1: oh yeah oh, well thanks oh, thanks very much all the same i really really appreciate it so yeah and i'm sure sure everyone else would as well, everyone else involved in the project would as well so yeah thanks man many thanks to tom for coming on the podcast and now here's his piece
0: glow as played by the australian chamber orchestra Thank you for listening to Baselines. If you enjoyed the show, please hit follow and leave a rating and a review. My single purpose for making this podcast is that it helps us, the music therapists of today, to think clearly and carefully about what we do. I hope today's episode has given you something valuable to consider for your work and your practice.